Welcome to the first Beyond Camp mini-pod. Join us this week as Cassie and I dive into the challenging topic of grief. We never do stay away from those tough subjects. We're excited to chat about this, to connect, and hopefully you're able to find a way to connect with us over this. Welcome to Beyond Camp, a podcast for summer camp directors and leaders by Go Camp Pro. Beyond Camp explores the intersection of camp and the rest of our lives. Camp professionals know that all aspects of our lives affect our camp experience. And Beyond Camp is here to dive into the messy, brave, and joyous conversations that surround that fact. Check out our show notes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. So grief, that's a, it's a heavy word and a word that's been used a lot when we talk about the pandemic. Yeah, and there's just so many elements and pieces to it that play a role and can impact us in so many various ways. Yeah, when we think about grief, I think it's fascinating because it's both an emotion and a process. Um, We feel grief when something immediate happens. Um, Like, I feel like a classic one um, or traditional way of looking at grief is the loss of a loved one. And we're hit Mm -hmm. with grief uh, and it feels like a tsunami, just like a wall has hit us um, in that exact moment. Yeah, and you say that and it's like, it's this big, big thing, right? And then when I think about that process, I saw this graphic recently and it was a box that had a button on it and then it had a big ball but that over time so that ball would move around the box and hit the button more often but that over time that that ball got smaller and then so it wasn't hitting the grief button as frequently mm-hmm. and kind of it really kind of was a really good visual for me of like that process of grief of how it it might reduce in size over time but that it might not ever really go away yeah i think like as well as the intensity of it when we we feel incredible grief in the moment of something happening Mm -hmm. um and you're right it often never goes away we never stop grieving the loss of a loved one um it just changes that grief when we were able to live with it we adapt but there's still gonna be moments um in milestones where it's very challenging I think of the grief that we often feel at the end of a summer. Um, There's sadness there as we like have our final campfires or we go through those like closing rituals of a summer. Um, And in a lot of ways that grief is more positive, but if that's your last summer at camp or some of your last moments with those people, there's a lot of sadness there as well. Well, and I think for a lot of camp folks right now, that concept of grief and not having what may have been their last summer or what was planned to be their last summer, but maybe isn't, but now is, and it's changed how that grief might look for them. Mm -hmm. And also right now, we aren't able to grieve together. For a lot of us, grief Mm -hmm. um, is a community thing. Um, Whether you gather with food, whether you gather at a visitation or a funeral, um, whether you have those final campfires, grief has a lot of rituals associated with it. And those rituals typically involve a lot of people being around, which is not something that we're able to participate in in the same way right now. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I think that's maybe why I have kind of avoided thinking about the fact that I was supposed to start a new camp this summer and didn't and didn't mm-hmm. have camp at all in any way, shape or form. Have I actually taken the time to grieve that and process that? I think the other thing is that we, 
in our society, we have a lot of ways to process grief. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of traditions around it, um, especially if you're a religious person. Uh, religions have a lot of tradition around processing yeah. grief um, and a lot of ritual, and that helps us. But this is a new type of grief that nobody's experienced before. Um, and it's not the type of grief where like only a select few people have had to process before. Nobody's experienced this type of grief. And so we don't have rituals around this. We don't have um, traditions. So we don't have things that ground us and bring us together to help us get through it. Yeah. And it's those, maybe it's that loss of sense of community and tradition that is what is the bigger impact versus the actual event itself. Mm-hmm. I saw a great quote on Twitter the other day, of all places, um, and it said that grief, especially in 2020, is having to deal with the consequences of a bunch of decisions you didn't want to make. Interesting. So 2020 has forced a bunch of decisions on us, many of which we didn't want to make, didn't have a choice in making, and now we have to deal with the consequences of them. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't want to choose to close our camps in this, this summer if we had to. Uh, maybe we didn't want to run them. But we, in one way or another, a lot of the time, our hands were forced here in Ontario. We weren't allowed to run our overnight camps. Um, so, but we've had to deal with the fall of those decisions. We didn't decide that we weren't going to be in school for the rest of the 2020 school year. But we've had to deal with the fallout of that and with those decisions. Uh, or sorry, the consequences of those decisions. And I think that's really challenging. It really made me think about that. Yeah, that's so almost eye-opening of like, we didn't want to do this, but we had to do this. This decision was made for us or for our personal health and safety. And now we're kind of left to pick up the pieces and figure out what that means and how we're going to move forward with that process. And maybe it's establishing new traditions. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that's making this really challenging um, is that we're not just grieving a single event. We're collectively, we're going through this grief long-term, so it's changing. Um, Mm -hmm. In some ways, maybe it's getting easier or we're finding new ways to cope with it. Like you said, we're creating new traditions, but we're also being impacted with new grief over and over again, new moments that are causing us to grieve. And then when I also think of grief through the pandemic, I think of grieving the lost potential of events or moments which has been a really new thing for me to process. I had never really considered that. But there's a lot of loss around what would the summer have looked like? What would the school year have looked like? Um, Uh, If I had a trip planned, like what was the potential of that trip or of that relationship uh, that now just isn't going to get to happen? Well, that even has me thinking more into the future of like, I was thinking the other day of what will those family holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas look like this year? Will everybody Mm -hmm. be quarantining for two weeks? Will we do them virtually? We're going to most likely experience some sort of grief over what was or what used to be Mm -hmm. or what we expected. Exactly. Um, And I also think of the grief over the lost potential of folks who might no longer see camp as being a viable industry for them, um, for employment. When I think of our young staff um, who are maybe going to be stepping into leadership positions for the first time this summer and who didn't get that chance or didn't look the way that they expected it to, will they return to the camping industry? Are they going to stick around? Um, How do we help folks work through that so that they see camp as a place where they could have a job long-term? You and I are both faced with that right now. Yeah, I think exactly. In some ways, we're grieving the loss of our traditional camping careers as we would have seen them. 
exactly. I'm still trying to figure out, I was asked the other day, just like, if that job that you had at the beginning of the year, if it came back, would you go back to it? Mm-hmm. And I actually, honestly, I don't know right now. Yeah. And I don't actually know how I feel about that answer <laughs> either. <laughs> and it's in the moment, a little bit, a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. I also think of that sometimes, like, do I want to go back into overnight camping? That was my love. That was my passion and my mm-hmm. dream. Um, and now we're seeing a different world and a different way of living. And I think that the industry has the potential to lose a lot um, from this. And how do, we, how do we get people in? And how do we as an industry grieve those folks who maybe are walking away from camping for the last time? Um, yeah. Who are deciding to move on because they've, they've taken the time they've grieved and they've decided what's best for them in this moment is to move on into a new industry, a new field or something related. And when we look at summer 2021, uh, knowing that it's not likely to look as it did in 2019, how do we grieve the loss of that? Is camp ever going to look the way that it used to? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be popular for asking these questions or bringing these things up. Hold on. If we are running in 2021, and our governments say it's safe to do so, how do we have that conversation about summer 2020 with the people who are coming into our programs? Mm-hmm. How do we talk about that grief of like, oh, well, we didn't have camp last summer. Do we honor it? Do we do something? Do we create a tradition or a program around it? Or do we pretend it doesn't exist? How do we, how do we talk about it? How do we let our people process Oh, that's a great point. Like, does that become part of pre-camp talking about the last summer and what happened there? Um, And folks will be grieving that loss. And so how do we build that trust again if we're hiring them that, okay, like this is going to be the summer, like, because with that grief comes, I think, a loss of sense of trust. Mm -hmm. Um, And how do we grieve for the industry as we knew it and what it's going to grow into? And I'm not saying that we've lost the industry completely because I don't think we have. I think we're at a tipping point where we can really redefine ourselves and there's a lot of potential. And that's a whole other like probably podcast series in itself. Um, But don't get me wrong. I don't think we've lost the, uh, the industry, but I think it's changed. And how do we grieve that? I I honestly, I can't answer your question. (laughs) I don't know how we grieve that because I think it's so big and so widespread that, and we're all widespread and everybody's dealing with it differently. How do we bring these people together to have that community that we rely on so much as camp professionals Mm -hmm. to do that together and to have that space? Ultimately, my call to camp folks is that we need to talk about this and we need to name it. We need to name the term grief and we need to get used to talking about it, to claiming that emotion, um, to normalizing talking about this, whether it be crying about it, whether it be sharing our frustration and our anger, um, that I think that the way that we move through this as an industry um, is by talking about it the same way that we would if we were at camp with our campers, that we talk about it in age-appropriate ways and respectful ways, and that we get it out there. Um, We're not alone in this. Uh, Cass and I aren't alone in this, and neither are any of our listeners. So reach out, connect with each other, and give yourself some space to process all the immense grief that we're feeling through all of this. Yeah, I think that, I think you've got it. I, I don't think we need to go any further. We're supposed to keep these short. So um, thank you for joining us for a quick chat 
and discussion on grief, grief at camp, grief in life, and what that looks like. We hope we provoked some thoughts for you today. Go well and safely, friends. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Beyond Camp is a part of Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better. 